your mind intent. On bringing the welfare of all beings. Let your whole being know that you're now sitting now to closer to that goal. For that purpose, you're going to meditate. You're going to meditate on the eight verses of mind training. Let this intention become fiery, passionate. Feel this determination throughout your being. spread throughout your being. No need to force the mind on the body to cooperate for the mind and the body also take on this determination. So as clearly as possible hold on to that determination. Determined to accomplish the welfare of all beings. You need, absolutely need, wisdom that sees the nature, the true nature of things. And you can only acquire this wisdom through meditation. Let the sense of its importance infuse your body and mind. to that, just gently bring your mindfulness to the body, and now just watch the body sink into the posture that is conducive to meditation, for the body also wants it. As to the legs, let them find that place they're seeking, that place that is conducive to meditation. seeking comfort and stability. Place the hands the place that they're looking for. Let the elbows not be too close, not too far from the body. shoulders go, let them find that place conducive to meditation. The back not too straight, not slumping. Naturally straight, comfortable,
feel a sense of confidence just from the posture of the back. Head and neck centered. No need for you to hold them in place. Mouth in, in their natural places. sense of ease that you're already beginning to sense, just let it continue to take its, to do its job. Don't get excited about it and don't push it away. If your eyes, if they remain open, if that's what's conducive for you, then open them. If closing them is conducive for you, then close them. If having your eyes sort of half-opened is conducive for you, then have them half-opened. And already feel that sense of ease, that sense of calmness, already influencing the breath. And just gently bring your attention to the breath. You're not trying to force your mind to focus on it. You're not, you're not concerned about chasing away distractions or doing anything about distractions. Just observe the breath. As you breathe out, just know you're breathing out. As you breathe in, just know you are breathing in. any other perceptions going on in the mind don't worry about them don't try to chase them away don't try to suppress them don't look at them just know that you're breathing in when you are breathing in know when you are breathing out intent on keeping your awareness on the flow of mindfulness on the breath. Watching the in-breath, keep watching it, keep watching it. Watch it transform to out-breath, keep watching it, keep watching it. Watching it transform back again to in-breath. Feel the continuity of your awareness as it follows the breath in this way. That from out-breath to out-breath,
you are completely aware of the breath. That is, you didn't lose awareness of the breath. Perhaps there were other thoughts, there were other perceptions, but the perception of the breath continuous. Observing that, now have the intention to keep this flow unbroken while you follow 11 cycles of breath. Mindfulness on the view, bring that to the forefront of the mind. Be aware of the depth of the tranquility. Be aware of how you feel this very tranquility in the breath. How you feel it palpably in the mind. And bring it to the forefront of your mind, your determination. Holding on to your determination with its passion. Focus in the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows, the bowed arm's length distance from you. And on meeting the means through which you will achieve your goal. Depending on what, depending on whom, will you have become the exact what you aspire to achieve? Holding on to that question, to that inquiry, keep focusing in that space as though looking over the horizon for something or some phenomenon.
start to feel the sense of a presence a presence that is bright you might see a form made entirely of light this form is a form taken specifically by your infallible guide the actual means through which you will achieve your goal as though your goal itself was summoned from the future to come into your presence and guide you how to reach it going through this in your mind find that measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of this guide finding that measure of conviction hold on to it show your reverence to that measure of conviction the wonder that even finally you are in the very presence of what is for you the guarantee that you will achieve your goal entrust yourself invest your hopes your reliance by taking refuge and guidance dimension but present experience and show your gratitude make offerings
feel the presence, feel a sense of refuge, sense of protection. Feel the strength and make a promise to restrain in the future according to your capacity. And think of something to do to make up an action whose effect will either neutralize or completely remove negative potentials left in your mind. Tranquility. 
and from within this tranquil state let your heart embrace all beings accept them fully be concerned for their for the various problems they are experiencing concern for their welfare, you wish to participate in removing their suffering, bringing them happiness. Again recall what you are about to do and dedicate the merit you've gained so far to help you succeed in your meditation.
begging for blessings. See yourself continually being washed with nectar coming from the teacher's heart. Nectar that is like liquid light, washing away all your obstacles and problems, filling you with all the qualities for success. to become inseparable by the power of your aspiration see and feel that bright presence dissolve into a point of light enter through your crown see and feel it descend through your central channels until it reaches your heart center there it merges perfectly with your mind and hold on the understanding you have of inseparability hold on to it with affirmation that you have achieved inseparability
everyone. Since it's time for you to leave, <laughs> I'll be quick. Well, don't trust that. <laughs> I'll try to be quick. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, we begin with another interpretation of the eight dharmas that, uh, that is found with the eight verse, the last two lines talks about uh, the, uh, the eight verse, the first two lines talks about staying away from the eight, eight dharmas may I not be stained by the eight dharmas uh, some people interpret it to be the eight worldly dharmas as we know them you know, being uh, uh, happy when something good happens to you and being overly sad when something bad happens to you Okay. It's not that uh, you should kick yourself when you're happy, you kick yourself when you're sad to be able to stay away from the eight worldly dharmas. <laughs> it means when these uh, phenomena are, are happening to you, when you're happy, when you're sad, don't become so overwhelmed by them. Don't become so, I guess now you can use the word, don't become attacked, that you become, and the danger is you become dysfunctional. By dysfunctional, I don't mean that you, you're sent to the hospital. That may happen. But I'm talking about... Uh, Dysfunctional in the sense that you find yourself not able to do what you were intending to do. You can't meditate properly. You can't do what you normally do properly. There's this nagging thing in your in your head that makes you not capable of being. You're happy, okay. You're happy. You're sad, okay. You're sad. Okay means that uh, understand that. Oh, now the seed for sadness has ripened. It's gonna go away. Or now the seed for happiness has ripened. Let's go away. Or that feels good. Let me find out what the causes are so I can continue this. Oh, this doesn't feel so good. Let me make sure what the causes are so I make sure I don't do this again. Okay? That. Okay? Uh, so that's one of the, the, the... You have these eight sets of the, called the eight worldly dharmas. And another, some others fully interpret it to mean the eight uh, uh, extreme dharmas. And the e extreme dharmas uh, specifically has to do with uh, wisdom. It's almost as if uh, now, of, of what the true nature of reality is, make sure you stay away from grasping to these kinds of extremes. And these kinds of extremes may be subtle. You may, you may, you may grasp onto them as a... Uh, by extreme, it means that you somewhere within you, you're holding onto them as being inherently existent. But you may think that, that you, actually, you actually have wisdom. You're actually holding on to wisdom. And because you, you don't come to these extremes necessarily uh, uh, by through innate means. It comes come out usually through some sort of investigation. Okay? Through investigating, you find out these kinds of uh, phenomena, these kinds of truth. And but because you're set up to grasp onto things, uh, grasp onto things as inevitably existent, you also grasp onto these truth that you're discovering also attributing to them inherent existence. Uh, and inherent existence, uh, how do you know when you're grasping onto something uh, with, in, 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 with, uh, with a view is check your emotions. Okay. When your emotions are uh, out of whack, that means you're grasping onto something with self-existence. It's because somewhere within you, you're convinced this thing that is happening to you is permanent. It's going to last forever. Now you're stuck with it. That's why your emotions go out of whack. 
so in a sense, uh, the eight worldly dhammas also uh, point to uh, to uh, to wisdom. If you're able to know what the eight worldly dhammas are and try to avoid them, they will also help you uh, with your motivation, uh, with your um, practice of wisdom. Okay. Worldly uh, dhammas. I'm not gonna list all of them tonight, so we're gonna go to them slowly as usual. <laughs> okay. Mm. But uh, if you remember in the uh, the the Heart Sutra where, where uh, uh, it is stated that therefore all dharmas are empty that are characteristic da -da 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 -da. So, so this help you what these eight extremes are these eight extremes are, were made popular so to speak by Nagarjuna and all the followers of Nagarjuna okay? and when Nagarjuna was uh, trying to explain what the Buddha meant by uh, the true nature of things uh, the way Nagarjuna explained it, a lot of people were uh, somewhat confused. And they would say, oh, what about this thing that the Buddha said? Are we saying that, what about this thing that the Buddha said? Are we saying this thing is false also? Are we saying that Buddha was made a mistake? So the, the Nagarjuna had to explain it, okay? Uh, so, the first extreme is uh, when you understand that things com comes from causes and conditions. So you say, oh, that means things are born from causes and things. When you just look at that uh, process itself, things are born, and you understand it, things arise. There, you have to be careful of the uh, the tendency of the mind to continue to grasp onto things, uh, attributing non-illusion reality to them, giving them the the sense that they are really that there's a real there's a birth, as if you can extract birth. From from the from the things that are coming together, you can sort of extract it, okay. And you think that there is uh, a self-existent. Now, I'm very uh, hesitant to to use that term, self-existent, because it gives me. And I think when I'm saying it, I'm just giving you trouble, <laughs> okay. But you have to really try to understand what 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 does it mean by self-existent, and do and. Uh, and when you're, when you're close to understand it, you, of course you'll be wrong. <laughs> but just at least it will uh, help you have a better appreciation of it. Okay? What does it mean to be self-existent? Okay? From what your initial uh, reaction to the term, what, what you initially felt they were. Go back to that. Okay? Don't try to philosophize too much. That's where we get lost. Okay? Uh, so... Are things, do things, uh, so you have an understanding that things don't have a self-existence, right? Phenomena don't have self-existence. You have some understanding of that, some acceptance of that, right? And then how do you arrive at that? Because oh, things, are, things arise, right? Things, they come up, they do, they, they stay for a while, and then they die, right? So when you think, oh yeah, things come and then they remain for, for some time, and then they pass away, they cease. They're born, they do, they, what was that, do, do no, do, they durate. They have duration. Have duration, that should be a verb, the durate. <laughs> so they have duration, no, they are born, I'm looking for another verb, stuck with no verb. They have duration, right? So now you have this understanding, 
but because the mind grasping onto inherent existence to whatever it, it, it comes up to the mind, so it grasps onto birth as being inherently existent, duration as being inherently existent, and cessation as being inherently existent. Now, what does that mean? Somewhere within our mind, we think we can redefine that. It is uh, it is a phenomena that is uh, somehow uh, taken out of all the of all the phenomena. You t- take all phenomena, right? <laughs> take all phenomena. Okay, now you have omniscience. Now you're looking at all phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> take all phenomena, and you look at all of them. You say, ah, they're like inherent existence. And you say, oh, look at that, because they come to they come do. They have duration. Abide. They abide. Okay, thank you. <laughs> they abide, and then that's a nice one, actually. <laughs> they abide, and then they die. They cease to exist. Or because of these things that exist, that's why you can say that phenomena is like inherent existence, right? But you, but you completely forget that part of phenomena. Arising is a phenomena. Abiding is a phenomena. Cessation is a phenomena. And because they are phenomena, because you can observe them conventionally, their ultimate nature is the same as all phenomena. Right? All phenomena, part of phenomena, must be part of all phenomena. Same, 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 same thing, same nature. Okay? Stumble to something that we have discovered. Ah, somehow our mind extracts these <coughs> things from, what we were, from the nature that we have discovered about all phenomena. And, and it holds on to this. Okay, everything is empty, everything lacks in existence, and then it holds on to those, or because you can find arising, because you can find abiding, duration, cessation. Now what does it mean to find them? To find them is, remember when your mind thinks, I found them, it means exactly what we were talking about when you're meditating on, on, on the ultimate nature of something. You finally arrive at something that beyond it, there's nothing else. Okay? You finally arrive at a quality. You finally arrive that beyond that, there's nothing else. Then you will say, oh, that's the ultimate characteristic. That's the ultimate uh, quality of this particular thing. Okay? So, finding, having, thinking that we found arising, born, we think that there's, if you, there isn't something beyond that. That, that's it. Once you arrive at, at anything beyond that. Once you arrive at duration, then we won't find anything beyond that. Once you arrive at cessation, there won't be anything beyond that. Slowly, we didn't get there. <laughs> All right? All right, now, is there such a thing, do, uh, do things, uh, do things, are things born? Yeah. Are things, do it last for some time? And do they stop after some time? Yes those things exist, those, those phenomena exist. And because they exist, ultimately you cannot find them. Because if you were to find them ultimately, that means when something is being born, it will never st- stop being born. When something is in due, you can never say it was not in a moment where they, it, it was not uh, du- in, in duration. And when you look at cessation, there will be cessation forever. Are you still dying? Yes. <laughs> okay. How long are you going to continue? I'm impermanent. I'm a self-existent dying. I'm going to continue forever. Okay. Now, that's just uh, uh, 
more like the philosophical kind of presentation. Now, let's look at birth, right? At what point can you say, okay, now there's birth? I mean, it's not like birth is like a, a bottle, it's not like a, a, some sub substance you can, you can look at that way. But it's, it's, that, it's a mental, more like a, a mental phenomenon, birth, right? At what point can you say, now there is birth? If there is birth, and it's supposed to be happening at a moment in time, can you find that moment in time when you say, now, this is where it is birth, before that it was not birth, and after that, it stopped being birth? Okay. You mean you weren't? Uh, you, you don't have a birth date? <laughs> Are you saying that? <laughs> well, there are various ways of looking at it when you're doing wisdom meditation. Finding that point when you can say, "Ah, that's the point. Where birth. That's the point where it is duration. That's the point where it is cessation." And not being able to find that, what do you come up with? You come up empty. You come up with that space-like appearance. Okay. What you were looking for, we were looking for a birth that is nothing but birth. And a birth. Something that is duration, nothing but duration, and can never be anything else but duration. And the same thing with cessation. And when looking for that, only that phenomena and you come up with a space like find the final uh, uh, thing that you arrive at is a space like uh, appearance then you have then you, you have discovered the true nature of that uh, birth cessation duration that's one way of looking at it another way of looking at it is looking at that phenomena that's supposedly uh, uh, that was born can you find that phenomena can you ultimately find that phenomena? If you cannot ultimately find that phenomena, what phenomena came into birth? Questions that uh, Shantideva was asking in the wisdom chapter last time. Okay. If you cannot find a phenomena, ultimately, what phenomena came into birth? What phenomena is, is having duration, is abiding? What phenomena is experiencing cessation? Now, this, if you keep this at the level of, of, of the intellect, it will eventually bore the hell out of you. <laughs> okay. Remember, back to that emotion, the emotional thing that's, going, that's supposed to be going on. Okay. And that sense of emotion, you know, taking, uh, uh, becoming almost to the point of being dysfunctional. If you're able, when you're when you're uh, almost getting carried, when you're getting carried away by an emotion, and you're on the tip of becoming dysfunctional, to to look at the true nature of what's going on will stop you. Will, okay. And Heron uh, mentioned something about uh, almost as if uh, not that, that these are the uh, exact words, but asking where's the magic when you directly perceive emptiness. Okay? And then from the way I answered, I, almost as if I said, there's no magic. <laughs> no, there is a magic. <laughs> okay? There is a magic that happens there. You're, 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 you're anxious. There's this thing happening. 
and this anxiety is making you dysfunctional. You're yelling at people, you, 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 uh, you find yourself nervous, and you're almost about, I mean, nervous to the point of almost having a heart attack. You feel like your heart is about to stop because you're holding on to something with, with, with such intensity, such intense emotion. Okay? It's work, you know, if at work or wherever, right? And, this, and, and because the, the, reason that, the reason that we are being uh, overwhelmed by this emotion, that we are being dragged to this, uh, this functional state, is because there's a part of our mind that is holding on to this event as being, and sorry, self-existent. Okay? We think that this thing really came into birth. We think this thing really is abiding. We think this thing is really, well, we don't think about the cessation. We can't think of a cessation at the moment. We just, at the moment, we think that that's it. We are doomed. We are caught in this thing forever. Okay? And that's what's happening emotionally. That's our emotional state at that moment. If you're able to just inter look at this problem and see how this problem doesn't exist the way our emotions is grabbing onto it, then we will be free of that feeling of dysfunction, this being dysfunctional of not being able to have a clarity of mind. Then we'll be able to live with this whatever is going on at, that moment, at the moment that is going on and carry on, okay? Carry on whatever we would, uh, 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 wanted, wanted to do. We no longer uh, have to feel that, uh, uh, especially the, the when, when the anxiety uh, uh, affects us at, at a physical level. Okay. When you feel that palpitation, we are sweating, is happening because we are grasping onto it as being substantially real. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean that a problem comes and, was, and you give it exactly the same conventional reality as a mirage. Okay. But the same sense of freedom you feel you should have that same sense of freedom, uh, feeling of freedom when you went with, with this problem. But you don't view it as having the same conventional, right? the same conventional reality. Okay? Yes, there's a problem there. Okay, what's the solution? And you're that, you're that calm. Oh yeah, it's coming. I see it. Can I do something about it? Let me see. I guess I can do this and that. Oh, there's nothing I can do about it. I guess I'm going to... I'm screwed. <laughs> Okay, let me go to experience the, this, this illusion phenomena called being screwed. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Being screwed. Mm, I don't like it at all. It doesn't taste good. Mm. It doesn't taste good at all. Okay, what's the cause of, being, of, of, being, of, of this bad taste? Oh, this and that. Oh, I'm never going to do that again. Okay, next. That's it. Really, it's that, it, 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 that's it. <laughs> what if you're grasping? The part of yourself is grasping on the sense of self, that it is your, you know, I'm not sure how to conventionally phrase it, but the sense of the ego, mm -hmm. that you conceive, you know, I am this type of person, mm -hmm. I have these kind of characteristics, mm -hmm. you know, there are dualities for people, mm -hmm. and that we are, have different personas mm -hmm. for people, mm -hmm. and the struggle of finding self-awareness, and awareness of physical phenomena, mm -hmm. you come to realize that yourself is a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mm -hmm. your understanding of the world, the way you see the world, is a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of paradoxical in that you keep on viewing yourself. You're trying to view yourself through the lens of yourself and your own vision, and that process of letting go, especially if you have multiple personas, uh -huh. and in what process? Kind of and 
uh, and all those things that seems to be overwhelming, it's the same thing that you do. You look at them in the same way. When something is overwhelming, you know, there's the emotion, the o- overwhelming emotion, and you seem like, uh, I can't even think straight. I, can, I, don't, I don't think I can even sit down and meditate on emptiness right now. It's overwhelming. Okay? Uh, if you, if trying to, trying to look at it, trying to look at it uh, through the eyes of wisdom, if that cannot happen, then let it, let, let it go for now. Okay? Distract yourself. Do something else. Okay? Distract yourself. Distracted, and then the emotion is not so overwhelming anymore. Then you can go back and to, the, to the wisdom thing. And, and to just look at it. And then look at it w- with the intention of, uh, with, with sincerity. You're really looking for something. And you think that, okay, this thing that seems so real, let me, if it's so real, let me find it. And then examine it in a very, very open mind, or examine it with, uh, with, uh, with an intent of really finding it, really finding it. And when you come up with that, when you've exhausted all, uh, everything that it tells you that I am, that I am, that I am, and you, and you examine those things, and you find that it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And then when you've exhausted all those things, and you come up to that space-like appearance, then even when you're in that space-like uh, uh, appearance, you are free of, of, the, of the holding that it has on you. And unfortunately, because people, you know, after some time, people know that, oh, that's, you're supposed, you arrive at a space-like appearance, let me just jump to that space-like appearance. When you jump to that space-like appearance, <laughs> okay, you're not, you're not freeing yourself from anything, just looking at space. Okay? And that's not going to help you. It's going to... If you're able to obs- completely absorb yourself in space, you will have some very wonderful feeling. But the problem that, that, that made you go look at space is still there. It's like, okay, uh, how are you? <laughs> and as soon as you come out of it, and you start beating you up again. <laughs> okay. Yes, when you have a problem, especially when it's emotional. For us, we have to begin at the emotional level. And you can start to experience this uh, uh, right now. When there is a, a, uh, when you feel over having a, uh, always to the point of dysfunction, and you have, you have some ability of cognition, you're able to direct your mind a little bit, really look at it. Really examine, uh, uh, examine that thing that is bothering you. Okay? And it's not that at, at the moment when you reach uh, the true nature of it, intellectually, that you're com- it disappears, generally it goes away, but you're able to deal with it. Okay? That's the emotional thing. What disappears is that sense of dif- emotional dysfunction. That will definitely go away. And after some experience, with that of that dysfunctional emotion going away then you will be able to perform some incredible feats where the phenomena itself goes away yep you heard it (laughs) (laughs) but you can't jump to there okay and if you're expecting that to happen level then you're going to be disappointed and you know what disappointment does to the path Okay? It's the poisons the path. Okay? 
but focus on what we can deal with right now, the emotion. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll save that for next time. We run out of time. What what does Madhyamika mean? Middle. Middle. Right? And it really means middle. I mean, absolute. Well, that's not a, that's an extreme. It means <laughs> it means middle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if whenever you find yourself saying it is this, nothing but this, no matter how profound it sounds, you're you're gone away from the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even when you say it is nothing but the middle. <laughs> 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 it's absolutely the middle. You've gone away from the middle. <laughs> okay. And now, it's not going to sound as if they're connected, but they're connected. Uh, let's say you come to believe in heavenly states. Okay. How do you how do you achieve a heavenly state? What do you do? What do you have to do? Make people happy. So you, you do something, right? I mean, you go find heavenly parts and put them together, like you know, like you're building a house. You but you find get lumber. You think about what kind of you know, what kind of house I want, wood or, <laughs> or stone, and you go find those things, put them together. So heavenly state. So you buy go go get pieces of he- heavenly stuff. No. <laughs> go to the heavenly. <laughs> Heavenly Home Depot. <laughs> okay. And uh, and uh, and uh, and it is because of perhaps of understanding how heavenly uh, states, heavenly existences arise. We have some understanding of that. An extreme. I'm, c- I'm not clear yet, right? the person who's experiencing a heavenly existence here's the question is that person just in that person's mind a person who's experiencing a heavenly existence is that person in that person's mind? Uh huh. So that person is in his mind, yeah. or her mind, or its mind. I don't know what kind of mm-hmm. thing they're over there. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. So where is that person? Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> in heaven, in his mind. See, that's the answer. Yeah. Because it's, it's a phenomenon that can that can be shared, um, because it's a phenomenon that 
can be shared, then it wouldn't be correct to posit it as the experience of a mind. Mm -hmm. So as solely as the experience of a mind. Yeah. Solely the experience of the mind. So but the mind is playing a, a part. Okay? The mind is playing its part. So to say that heavenly, and this is where uh, I think, especially for us in the West, we want, I think we want to believe that's how things are. This is reality, what we're experiencing right now. Heaven is some kind of dream. Hell is some kind of dream. And I think we, we, we want to, we say he heaven is a kind of a dream because we really want hell to be a kind of dream. <laughs> if we then say heaven is a kind of dream, then it would be okay for us to say hell is also a kind of dream. But this is the reality. This is the real stuff, what we're experiencing right now. Okay? So hell is in your mind. Heaven is in your mind. <laughs> we want to say that. Okay? And because you heard that all these, all these are just phenomena and they have the same nature, if heaven is in my mind, if hell is in my mind, here is in my mind. But can you really say here is in your mind? But when you go from here to heaven, you then go to heaven, Home Depot, take a, you know, an airplane. You did something with your mind, right? Mm -hmm. You did something with your mind. You became more virtuous, have more virtuous intentions, have more compassion, act out of compassion. You still your mind, you depends on which heaven you went to, mastered meditation. All these were happening in your mind. So it would seem that, ah, finally achieve heaven. Since I was working with my mind, it must be in my mind. So mind is a part of it. Yeah, mind is a part of it, definitely. But it ain't. Like, boom, I'm in heaven. And everyone I see around me, they're just puppets of my mind. The, the environment is just my mind. Well, the, the, the nature of heaven is completeness, right? The, that I guess that when you are in heaven, you, your, your self-awareness becomes everywhere. And so oh, no, not in light, but no. Uh, that's a kind of heaven also. But we're talking about like a worldly heaven. Like a worldly heaven. Even, uh, <laughs> that's for later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused. What do we, the problem I have is what do we mean by heavenly? No, just like now you're experiencing something you call a world. And so that, that's what I was saying. That's the problem is the concept. Since you say heavenly state, yeah. it's extremely, you're, you're, you're describing something versus what it actually is. Yeah, what is it actually? You know, say, if you mean I feel happy, uh -huh. right? This is there's nothing more than this feeling of happiness. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And what is that? Uh, what is that? <laughs> it's a sensation. Right? And it's arising and passing. Yeah, arising and passing. There are causes. Things come together. Yeah, innumerable causes. A bunch of non-happiness comes together and you have, ha, ah, happiness. Look at that, this is uh, abiding as happiness. Oh, look at that, all those things that were not happiness, now they've stopped being happiness. 
it's the same thing with heaven it's the same thing with here <laughs> it's the same thing with hell that is why you better get out of hell <laughs> the thing is especially with western uh, mentality the, 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 the kind of uh, hmm, maybe that's too strong aversion maybe it's too strong <laughs> Uh, well, some of us have developed some sort of aversion towards uh, religious concepts because <laughs> the way we were raised, and they were, uh, uh, it's like go through a process where you're tr you're trained to be uh, <coughs> critical, non-dogmatic, and, and at the same time you're going through a process where you're forced to be dogmatic, non-critical, and these things kind of you know they they you know they clash with each other, and you, and you feel like you have to make a choice, and instead of understanding, oh, when this was said, it was said for this purpose. <laughs> when that was said, it was for that purpose. Okay? And you still maintain your critical, still maintain your appreciation. <laughs> Is that what just in my mind? Yeah, for us in the West, <coughs> right? Uh, uh, so, because we already came across these terms where we were meeting with force, forced to uh, accept things in a dogmatic way, heaven, hell, we say, ah, these things don't exist. And we, when we, I, I like, I like this thing over there. I like that they're being critical. And then, and, and sooner or later, we say, oh, uh, they talk about hell. What? They talk about hell too? <laughs> and heaven over there too? Oh, they must mean it that it's in my mind. Like I, I go through this real reality here, and there's some things that I do here, and then something, sometime in my mind I experience something they call heaven, sometimes something they call hell. And we think, oh, those things are in my mind. And when we hear so-and-so is in heaven, we picture that person, you know, just having a, 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 a trip, you know, like just having a trip in their minds, like as if, as if they, were, they fell asleep and then they're, they're having a dream. They think they're meeting Indra, or they, meet the, you know, they think they're fighting the demigods, they're winning, they're having victories, dreaming. It's just in their mind. But when things are happening here, it's really happening, okay? If there's a war, there's really a war going on, okay? So we don't, we don't think that these things are a dream also. Okay. So, whatever you ascribe to here, feel this as having some degree of reality, conventionally speaking, or even the, the way we grasp at ultimately uh, uh, self-existently. That is how heaven is experienced. That is how hell is experienced also. exactly what they are. I mean, is it really like you know, your bones made out of iron and there's, uh, uh, I don't know, what's boiling? What, what, what's keeping the fire anyway? They never say. Is it coal? <laughs> is it nuclear power? They never say. <laughs> is it thermal? Is it gas powered? Is it solar powered? They never say exactly what's keeping the hot hell hot. Oh yeah, definitely. Like wise, like wise oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a negative action. But it doesn't. 
and, and, and it's, it's hearing that we think, oh, it's in our mind. It doesn't mean that it's your negative action, therefore it's in your mind. Okay? But if our negative actions could do that, then we wouldn't have an energy crisis here. We wouldn't need foreign oil. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, the reason I'm saying this is I'm trying to <laughs> help you. When you find yourself thinking along that way, it's all in my mind. Okay? Remember the middle. Remember you're saying, it is mine and nothing but mine. You're saying that you have found that. You have found that beyond which there's nothing else. That's what you're saying. And if you're saying it is not mine, if you're saying it, I don't know, what's the opposite of mine? Uh, matter. Or some, you're saying it is nothing but that and you have found it. In either way, you have, you have, you've come off the middle. You're no longer in the middle. You're on the extremes. And since we talk about extremes, <laughs> how can I mention that? And we have extremely gone beyond out our time. <laughs> Just to give you an experience of extreme. <laughs> okay. Uh, so practical use of emptiness. So think about a problem that is nagging at you, that's making you some okay? And really examine it. What is really there? Can you really find it? Now, because of the, the, the emotional attributes of it, of wanting to get rid of it so fast, and, and hearing that there's supposed to be like a space-like thing, that when you, and when you get there, you're going to be free, don't jump trying to get to the, to the space, okay? No, don't, don't go to the space and get rid of it. It's not going to go away that way, okay? For, it to, for that sense of dysfunction. Later on, that problem will go away, but not now. <laughs> Just like... Uh, uh, Mila Repa, when he did Tonglen, he did Tonglen. I mean, he did Tonglen. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he had some picture of reality. Okay. This, uh, so that's for you later, okay? But now, what you can get rid of is that sense of dysfunction. If you really see it for what it really is. Ah, it's a problem. <laughs> that's what it was all this time. Okay, what's what's the problem? Is there the solution? How does it feel? Mm, doesn't taste good. So okay, I don't want I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. And if problems don't last, you're in danger. If problems don't last, you're in danger. That means when something wonderful is happening, it's not gonna last also. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was that was really naughty. Look at that. Look how long that thing is lasting. Uh, that was like mass murder or something. Woo, look at woo. <laughs> look at this phenomena. <laughs> look at that, look at that. It even looks like it's gonna last forever. <laughs> no matter how forever it looks like it's gonna last, that's an illusion. <laughs> And uh, one last thing, completely from, it's Buddhist, real Buddhist, but it wasn't said by a Buddhist. <laughs> it was said by a real Buddhist. <laughs> there, has never there has never been a time when you were not, be a time when you will not be. And all these things are just up and down, passing phenomena. Okay. 
if you, I don't know. Wait, wait, let's go. Find your nice little problem and <laughs> have a laugh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> remember that uh, sense of tranquility we felt? Find it again. Just recall it. of your you start to feel that sense of ease and to help stabilize it bring your attention to your breath and observe five cycles of breath
facet of your mind, the degree of tranquility, degree of clarity, and stay with it. Again, from within the state, turn your attention to all beings. free from whatever problems they're experiencing. That they may find Don't look at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Good night.